This is IGN. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Coming up, the day the Electronic Entertainment Expo died. E3 is dead for good. Welcome to your IGN Daily Update. But first... Tekken 8 is getting a demo for PlayStation 5, Xbox Series X and S, and PC ahead of its January 26 release date Bandai Namco has announced. The demo arrives on PS5 first on December 14th. PC and Xbox Series X and S users get the demo from December 21st. In a post on Twitter or X, Bandai Namco said the demo lets players access the first chapter of Tekken 8's story mode, as well as local versus fighting mode. Tekken 8 is out on January 26th. For more, check out our IGN first interview with Tekken 8's producer at IGN.com. Up next, from Star Wars to Naruto, Epic Games has managed to nab all kinds of brand crossovers for its skins and characters, and it still hasn't counted out going for Nintendo. Sax Parison, Epic's head of ecosystem in Fortnite, recently told Axios how difficult their attempts have been to add Mario, Princess Peach, Donkey Kong, Link, Zelda, Samus, and other characters from the Nintendo universe to Fortnite's ever-expanding roster of skins and avatars. He explained that Epic's efforts to convince Nintendo to allow the company to insert Mario and gang into Fortnite have gone nowhere. Parison said, Nintendo has their strategy and we have our strategy, and we hope at some point to use their characters. Our players would love it. So, why has Nintendo not budged on allowing its characters in the Metaverse game? Speculation has largely swirled around the fact that Fortnite is a multi-platform game, allowing, for example, PlayStation character Kratos to run around on Xbox consoles. It's possible that Nintendo doesn't want the same deal for its beloved characters. And, with the future of the Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic remake up in the air, Disney has at least signaled its commitment to the much-loved role-playing game. Speaking to Axios, Disney's head of gaming, Sean Shoptaw, insisted there's still a lot of demand for Knights of the Old Republic. I'll leave it there, he concluded. Amid continued silence from embattled games company Embracer about the status of its Knights of the Old Republic remake, developer Saber Interactive was, as of November, reportedly still soldiering on with the project in some capacity. The Knights of the Old Republic remake was thought dead after Embracer had Saber Interactive, the developer working on Warhammer 40,000 Space Marine 2, take over following significant trouble at the original developer Asper. Bloomberg reporter and reputable insider Jason Schreier posted on X or Twitter to say Saber Interactive is still working on the game, although question marks remain over whether it will ever actually come out, and if it does, what sort of game it will be. The Entertainment Software Association, or ESA, has announced the end of E3 for good, 28 years after the first event took place. In a statement shared on X or Twitter and with the Washington Post, the ESA said it had decided to end the Electronic Entertainment Expo after more than two decades. After more than two decades of serving as a central showcase for the video game industry, ESA has decided to end E3, the statement reads. 
ESA remains focused on advocating for ESA member companies and the industry workforce who fuel positive cultural and economic impact every day. In March, IGN reported that almost a year after announcing its return, the ESA had canceled 2023's E3. At the time, the ESA said the 2023 version simply did not garner the sustained interest necessary to execute it in a way that would showcase the size, strength, and impact of our industry. It did not mention undertaking the show again in future years. This year's event was supposed to be held from June 13th to the 16th at the Los Angeles Convention Center, the show's home for many years, and would have been the first in-person E3 since 2019. E3 2020 was canceled due to the COVID-19 pandemic, and while a digital version was held in 2021, E3 was canceled again in 2022 in an effort to focus on a revitalized showcase that would set a new standard for hybrid industry events. We now know this will never happen. E3 began life in 1995 with a show at the Los Angeles Convention Center and stayed at the venue through its near 30-year existence. It became synonymous with big video game announcements at flashy press conferences. Historically, the likes of Sony, Nintendo, and Microsoft would show up to E3 with onstage reveals that would send shockwaves throughout the gaming community. From Shigeru Miyamoto appearing on stage with a Hylian shield and Master Sword during Nintendo's E3 2004 press conference to reveal Zelda Twilight Princess, to Sony's generation-defining PS4 game sharing announcement, E3 is remembered for bombastic video game news. However, in recent years, more and more video game companies walked away from E3 to do their own thing, even before the pandemic. Nintendo and Sony now use digital events such as Nintendo Direct and State of Play to announce most of their new products, leaving Microsoft one of the few video game companies that remains committed to making announcements at physical events. In truth, the Game Awards has become the de facto E3, with each December show packed with the kind of video game announcements once reserved for an E3 press conference, alongside a smattering of awards. That's your IGN Daily News. My name is Tony Jackson, and if you want more news on your favorite games and entertainment topics, make sure to visit us at IGN.com. You can also download our free app on your phone or console, and subscribe to our weekly podcast through the podcast service of your choice. Spoken Layer. Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Our show features our team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. And they'll help you make the most of your money while cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. You'll get clarity on strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts.